the Canadian uh, Mortgage and Housing Corporation president and CEO Evan Siddle has cautioned that up to one-fifth of all mortgages could fall into arrears if the economy doesn't rebound. Wow. A six-month window for some uh, borrowers to defer their loan payments is closing fast. And the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation say that new tools may be needed to help homeowners get through the coronavirus crisis. Here to talk about it, Paul Taylor, CEO, Mortgage Professionals Canada. Welcome to the show, Paul. Good to have you on. Thanks very much for the opportunity today. All right. So what tools has the Canadian Mortgage Housing uh, Corporation offered uh, homeowners during this pandemic? Well, there's actually been quite a lot of collaboration between CMHC, um, the Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions, which is the provincial regulator that oversees Schedule A banks, and the Ministry of Finance directly, actually, and the Bank of Canada. So at the federal level, there's been very much a coordinated effort to ensure that the banks are supported from a liquidity perspective. There have been a number of uh, structural changes to minimum capital retention requirements, um, Really, all this is to say, uh, banks don't have to hold quite as much money in reserves as they previously did. Uh, Government is encouraging the issuance of that funding for credit. The Bank of Canada has reduced its overnight rate to a quarter of a percent. That has really tried to reduce the carrying costs of loans that are in the marketplace, which will provide some relief to some folks. Um, And the deferral itself is really a bit of a collaboration between the industry and government agencies, respectively, to ensure that as few people as possible are actually put in a position where they have to sell their home. That's kind of the headline. Um, The banks, they don't want to suddenly have to foreclose on a number of mortgages and have to liquidate people's properties. It's quite a burden, um, and it's not a good social outcome for anybody. The the banks are actually better served if they're able to give people a bit of assistance, a little bit more time to manage their cash flow through what we know is going to be a tougher time for some, and then hopefully support them to the point where they're back in the workforce, their income is returned, and they can begin to make regular payments again. So that six-month window for mortgage deferral is coming to a close, and the CMHC uh, they say that they are um, looking at uh, potentially developing new tools with their partners to help Canadians through this unprecedented pandemic, and the work is ongoing. They'll give us updates as soon as they're available. But um, what do you see as options that uh, they could look into to help homeowners? Uh, I think the most obvious one that's that's probably been discussed is an extension to the time frame through which those payments can be deferred. Um, In your intro, you made reference to Mr. Siddle's remarks at his testimony to finance a couple of months ago now, where he suggested potentially one in five mortgage holders would be in arrears at the end of that period. I think that that is a a very inflated number, frankly. Um, And to be fair to Mr. Siddle, it's his job to be very cognizant of risks. So he needs to be prepared for worst case scenarios for sure. But um, our organization is a member-driven group, and we include banks and other mortgage lenders within our ranks. And they tell us themselves that mortgage deferrals are somewhere between 12 and 16% of all mortgage holders have taken advantage of at least one month of um, deferrals. But there's quite a lot of people that opted into the program in the early days. In March, 
when media was reporting that these programs were available, I think a lot of folks didn't really read the full story, thought they were getting a mortgage holiday. And of course, who doesn't want to avoid paying a mortgage or get free money? Um, I think they've realized the details of the program actually mean that the interest that you would have paid effectively becomes capitalized. And so you pay interest on interest, although mm-hmm. we've got historically super low rates, so it's not a tremendous additional burden. Um, but the intent of the program is to provide cash flow relief to the folks that are actually suffering uh, an income reduction. So there's quite a few people that opted into the program that have actually since opted out. And so the, the number of people actually in those deferral programs is reducing over time, which is actually really encouraging and, and not surprising. It's what we were expecting. As the economy starts to get back on its feet, people can start to make their payments again. But there's definitely going to be a contingent of folks that are in some of the hardest hit industry segments, uh, travel and tourism, hospitality, that may well not be back to the full income levels come September, October. And so it's not beyond the realm of possibility that there would be an extension to these programs, but there's likely going to be more means testing involved for eligibility on the second round, if it's permitted, than would have been looked at in the first go. What about Canadians that have um, decided to invest in buying properties and 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 renting them out? You know, the government's been asking people uh, to make available uh, rental properties. People have invested there, and so they might own their own home, and then they own a couple of rental properties, which they... Are going, they've deferred the mortgage on, um, but you know, not all tenants. There's a lot of people renting right now uh, that can't afford to make ends meet, and they're paying what they can. They've worked something out with their landlord. Are we going to see a lot of uh, investment properties going on the market? Do you assume that those are um, going to be the victims of a possible cliff when it comes to you know the uh, if these deferral periods end? Possibly. Um, I, we, I've listened to a number of economists actually theorize on this. The, the rental market itself is actually probably going to see more availability just because we're not going to see the same levels of immigration or sort of, you know, immigrant workers. We, we generally have quite a large population on an annualized basis, somewhere in the region of half a million. Um, so if those folks aren't coming in and don't need rental locations while they're here, then that's an awful lot of inventory suddenly on the marketplace. You might start to see in some regions of the country, rents actually starting to fall because there's more options for renters, which is a, can be a good thing if you're a renter, not necessarily awesome if you're uh, an investor owner. I think the Airbnb marketplace is also taking a hit. So probably in Toronto and Vancouver, where you may have seen more of that type of investment activity, um, some of those owners may be selling because they're not seeing the return on that property. But I actually think, given that those markets are so expensive and that it's been really tough for first-time buyers who would be owner-occupiers of those locations, it might actually be a good time for those folks to actually find and own their own place. And you have, again, more people moving from rental to ownership in the event that you do start to see some of that uh, movement. Is there any way to predict how many people may have to foreclose in, in Canada? That's, that's really difficult at the moment. Um, we would hope, nobody, but I, I think there's definitely going to be some folks that are, are going to still be continuously uh, economically impacted as we try to return back to a new normal. So uh, there'll be a proportion. I don't think it's going to be 
um, anywhere near as high as one in five, but I, I, I think there will be some. And I, I'm reticent to throw a, a percentage number out, actually, because mm-hmm. it's definitely real people's lives that will be impacted by this. Hopefully, if even if those folks are forced, forced to sell because they can't manage the carrying costs of their mortgage, they'll at least be able to sell the property for the value of the outstanding mortgage and they won't find themselves underwater. Um, well, we this this is an interesting question, but I was driving through my neighborhood the other day and I saw, you know, a lot of houses for sale. And my husband and I'm used if, if people were actually trying to get out of, uh, you know, sell their home now, rent for about five months and then look to see if if uh, there is um, a bunch of properties going on the market and get back in. Do you anticipate people will try and play the market that way? I, I wouldn't recommend it. I think the marketplace has been so volatile for the last couple of months that it's actually almost impossible to, to accurately predict what's going to happen. We saw volumes of transactions fall precipitously in April and May, and we've seen a dramatic slingshot back of activity in June and July. But as those programs do start to um, expire towards September, October timeframe, I don't know if you're going to see pent-up demand trying to look for deals and take properties. There's, there's a whole question of the balance of the number of listings versus the number of people looking that will also impact the price. So I'm, I guess there'll be some folks out there that are comfortable taking on that sort of a risk. I, I wouldn't recommend it as an investment strategy mm-hmm. today. I think the, uh, the market's just a bit too volatile to accurately predict where we're going to be. When do you think we'll we'll hear from the um, the CMHC about a possible extension of mortgage deferral? I don't think it will be too long. Uh, the programs are supposed to expire September October timeframe, and for the sake of just the morale of the country, for the folks that find themselves still squeezed a little bit and are you know really becoming nervous about having to start to make those payments again, it'll add comfort to them if they're given at least a month's notice before the end of that. Um, program. So uh, I'm sure that they're working very actively. I actually know uh, Evan Siddle personally. Um, He's a very conscientious individual and the the management and staff at CMHC, I'm sure are working tirelessly actually trying to ensure that we've got the least amount of economic damage caused by the shutdown here. Um, I'm sure you'll hear something in the next couple of weeks. Paul, I want to thank you for your time and expertise on this. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks very much indeed. Have a great day. Cheers. You too. Uh, Paul Taylor is CEO of Mortgage Professionals Canada.